Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, people of the world? How y'all doing out there? Hope everything is going well. You're having a great holiday season and uh, the New Year's as well, Christmas as well, Kwanzaa was well, Hanukkah was well, and y'all staying safe and sound during these crazy times. I believe we're coming almost, I believe it's 10 months now into this pandemic, and I know it's affecting a lot of us out there. We can't go out, we can't go out. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Do masks work, so masks don't work. We're getting all this conflicting information, and then the vaccine comes out, and we've been waiting for it. I remember uh, President Trump said he'd have it within six months or whatever. I think it was called Operation Warp Speed, so now the vaccine is here. People that said they wouldn't take the vaccine because it had to do with it's linked to him, reference to his administration, are not taking the vaccine. But what's more disturbing is that so many so many of the people, the, the everyday people, the one working hard, going to work, teaching from home, parents with kids at home, those at the stores, the retailers, the cashiers, all those folks, they haven't gotten their vaccines yet because the politicians over there in the Senate and Congress, they got their shots first. So I think that wasn't really a good look. I think, you know, Representative Ilmar, who's one of the few, you know, who I have, actually have issues with, right, with some of the things she says and some of the things she does. Yet, you know, even she brought up, called out AOC in reference to how she was, she not only took her shot, she had a videotape and she had her dog behind her. And it's like, oh, come on. So my thing was, you know, we, we this is really a time for politicians, you know, over like to really set an example for the people of what, you know, hey, look, we're in it with you. Because I know a lot of people, you know, people were dying out here. People are just dropping. Kids are, di- are just dying from COVID. Some people say it's not true. I just came across a report. Young kid had, a, I believe, a heart attack or a, a stroke, what have you. That was COVID related. I think he was about 12. It's really crazy out here, and you know we're out here fighting for a maybe a $600 check, $1,000 check. And you look over in Massachusetts, you know the politicians there are giving themselves a 6.87% raise. If there was ever a time for like something symbolic, that would have been a time to say, look, we have to show allegiance and alliance with our people out there who are struggling, our constituents who vote us here. I pass a motion. I like to uh, put forward a motion that we decline a raise for this year, and that was it. That, it'd be very interesting to see who voted against that, who did vote against, who did vote for it. But it's just crazy out there. So you can imagine, you know, with all this craziness in the world that's taking place today. When I got a, an email from one of my goddaughters asking me about this uh, announcement that a uh, recently elected Nancy Pelosi presented as a proposal to the new Congress. You know what was interesting, which re- reminded me? Uh, Representative AOC uh, Cortez, she said not but a few months ago that uh, Pelosi needs to be out, right? Just not but a few months ago, she needs to be replaced. And yet when it's time to vote, when it's time to vote for new speaker, she turns around, she votes for Pelosi. It's like, come on, y'all. It's like, Where's the new blood? I think for I think President Obama was like was he in his forties when he got elected, right? Where's the new leadership? Even when he ran twice and he won twice and he came out of office, he was still younger than the current politicians. I believe President Trump's in his early seventies. Uh, 
President-elect Joe Biden is 78. I believe Nancy Pelosi is 79. Is she 79? I believe she's 79 or 80. I'm not too sure. Her two uh, lieutenants are, I, one's a representative Claiborne, Democratic. The other one escapes me. I believe they're 80 and 81. Where, you know, the next the next conflict is going to come in the Democrats. is going to be the war between the progressives and Democrats because, you know, they all said, it's very interesting. They're all saying we don't want to vote for her. We don't want to do that. We don't want her in power. We want, you know, one said we want something from the Midwest. Yet when it's time to vote her, it goes along party lines, right? This is the time. This is like, what are you saying? Like, do you have any convictions? But when I got this email from my goddaughter, and it was, and she was asking me, you know, goddaughter, this true in reference to, you can't you say father and mother in the Congress and what was being proposed. You know what's going on? And I said, she got to be kidding me. This has to be April Fool's. This has to be one of those parody websites. And then I looked at the article. New York Post talked about it. Breitbart talked um, talked about it. Uh, a Catholic website talked about it as well. And I said, you got to be kidding me. This is true. Oh my God, come on. What are we, what's going on here? So let me read this little excerpt from uh, Breibert.com. And then I'm actually going to read the section from the health, House resolution proposal. And then we're going to have a short little discussion on this. And I'd love to hear what you all think about this. You know, reach out to me in the chat. Actually, this act, this show is actually just being pre-recorded because I'm not at the studio, so you're not able to. But if you could do me a favor and send me your responses, you know, send me an email, what have you, you know, I, I'll leave my email up in the, the episode description. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I really want to hear your thoughts on this because this is this this is interesting. So the article, this excerpt here talks about uh, the article is entitled. Let me come to the top of this here. Uh, Nancy Pelosi bans gender terms like mother, daughter, father, son in the new House rules. Uh, let's see here. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Democrat California, and Rules Committee Chairman James McGovern, Democrats Massachusetts, unveiled the rules of the 117th Congress on Friday, this past Friday, which contain, quote, future-focused, end quote, proposals, including the elimination of gender terms such as father, mother, son, and daughter, quote, end quote. Uh, this package, which will be introduced and voted on once the new Congress convenes, includes sweeping ethics reforms, increases accountability for the American people, and makes this House representatives the most inclusive in history, said the House Committee as rules in a state. Uh, said the House Committee on rules in a statement. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi went on to say she is pleased to join Chairman John, Jim McGovern in introducing this visionary rules package, which reflects. If you hear anything in the back, I'm actually. Uh, near the porch of the residence where I live. So if you hear, I think you just heard a motor motorcycle in the background, so I apologize for that. So I'll do the best I can to keep the background noise suppressed, uh, which reflects the views and values of the full range of our historically diverse House Democratic majority, end of quote. Quote, Thanks to the leadership of Chairman McGovern and our members, Democrats have crafted a package of unprecedented bold reforms, which will make the House more accountable, transparent, and effective in our work to meet the needs of the American people. And quote says Pelosi, quote, these, folk, these future focused proposals reflect our priorities as a caucus and as a country, end quote, the House Speaker added. Within the proposals are the creation of the Select Committee on Economic Disparity and Fairness and Growth, which will require Congress to, quote, honor all gender identities by changing pronouns and familiar relationships in the House rules to be gender neutral, end quote. I'm, I'm, I'm going to read to you from the, their actual proposal of what it says, okay? In Clause 8C3 of Rule 
what's this? Let's see. Maybe let me see if I can do my math here. Let's see here. Uh, my math ten ten. It rules twenty three gendered terms such as the father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, first cousin, nephew, father in law, mother in law, son in law, daughter in law, brother in law, sister in law. I'm not making this. I'm reading this. Sister in law, stepfather, stepmother, stepson, stepdaughter, stepbrother, stepsister, half brother, half sister grandson or granddaughter will be removed. I'm not joking. <laughs> this is so true. In their place, terms such as parent, child, sibling, parent, sibling, first cousin, siblings, child, spouse, parent-in-law, child-in-law, sibling-in-law, step-parent, step-child, step-sibling, half-sibling, or grandchild will be used instead. I'm not making this up. All right. Now, if you think I'm joking, let me go right over to the proposal itself. I'm looking right at it. I'll take a screen capture, I believe. Yeah, I think I can upload like two screen captures of this. Resolution adopting the rules of the House of Representatives for the 117th Congress and for other purposes. Let's skip down here, skip down here, skip down here. Not yet, not yet. Hold on, almost there. Bear with me. I should have had this set. I apologize uh, profusely. Let's see. Ah, here we go. So on line 20. And I, I believe I upload this actually in the description box. You can download it for yourself. Line 20, number three in clause 8C3 of rule 23, it says, strike, fa quote, father, mother, son, daughter, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, first cousin, nephew, husband, wife, father-in-law, mother-in-law, son-in-law, daughter-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law, stepfather, stepmother, stepson, stepdaughter, stepbrother, stepsister, half-brother, half-sister, grandson, or granddaughter, end quote, and insert, quote, parent, child, sibling, parent, sibling, first cousin, sibling's child, spouse, parent-in-law, child-in-law, sibling-in-law, step-parent, step-child, step-sibling, half-sibling, or grandchild, end quote, in clause 10b. Strike submission, his or her resignation, and insert resign. Strike he or she reserves, and insert such member, delegate, or resident commissioner serves. And C, strike he or she holds, and insert such member, delegate, or resident commissioner holds. In clause 15, not on line 15, clause number 5, in clause 15, D2 of rule 23. I, I can't read this anymore. This is too much. So the thing is, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making this. I'm not making this up. I'm serious. Like I'm serious. I, I'm, this, this is too much. What's going? Like what? What is happening out here? Where if if a person says their father, this is it's wrong. If a person says their a mother, that's wrong. If a person says, I mean, if, if we get if a person gets married now, it's going to say, do you take uh, this lawfully? Do you take this lawful person to be your person in marriage like what's going on here it's like if I, i'm actually speechless because i and i sent this to a couple of friends of mine and they wrote me back that i was joking this is this is actually we have people out here who are struggling to get a 600 dollars check hoping maybe to get 2000 losing their rent losing their homes losing their property losing their incomes if you have children at home they're almost becoming suicidal with this lockdown we have Children are, are, are getting increasingly depressed. Parents are getting increasingly depressed. Yet Congress is able to pass a uh, pass forward a bill that legalizes or decriminalizes marijuana. 
and they can also present a a a resolution, a proposal, future acts to take away gender. Yet they can't come together to get some money, like some money for the people that that, that vote them into office. It's almost it's almost like let them eat cake. This is this is this is bath. I would like to see this. I would like to see this done somewhere like in Congo or we'll say uh, Morocco or some other place. I don't know. Let's, if, let's, I would like to see this done like in, in Riyadh over in Saudi Arabia. Could you imagine in some of these countries abroad where they, if, someone, if someone introduced that, that notion, they'd be, run, they'd be run out of the chamber, if, they, if not worse, right? But the thing is, what, what, what is – who exactly is this for? Okay, if a person wants to identify as they want to identify, that's on them. But to say that because it, it, they don't identify that, or to say to label them as a father is a, is you know. Let me explain something that you remember. We saw this before, though. We saw this before on Black Lives Matter's website, where they said they want to they want to destroy the nuclear family, and in their proposal there, they wanted to make it more of a village raise the child or other women raise the child, and they never mentioned fathers. They never mentioned black fathers. They say they want to destroy the Western notion of the nuclear family. Well, how is father and mother and children a Western notion? That's almost like go through the go through scripture, go through the Bible. That's where it's, where it says there. So the thing is, it's it's like you know we have to be very careful these these slippery slopes because what happens next? Okay, let me ask this question. So now they went from black or or or, or brown or whatever to people of color. Well, what does that mean? Oh, you know, people are non-white. Well, isn't white a color? Because white says. Is it in, white is part of the, you know, isn't that a color we use? You know, what, what color is the outfit? White. Uh, what color is the sheet of paper? What kind of color do you want? White. Right? What kind of paint do you want? I want white. Isn't that a color? We, we, we're like segregating ourselves. If this is getting, this is really, really, I really am stunned that this is actually a real proposal, right? Oh, you want to identify as, uh, 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 as a woman? Okay. You want to identify as a man? Okay. All right. How's it going to affect my life? It's not going to stress me out. If I say hello, how you doing? You know, it's happening. Okay. How's it? It doesn't affect me any kind of way. You know, there was actually a there was actually some kind of proposal of a law a friend of mine shared with me, one of my lawyer friends shared with me a couple weeks ago, reference to that. If you're a guy who has a um, who has a guy friend who identifies as woman, and you don't, as the guy who's straight, don't want to date this guy who identifies as woman, you're being referred to as trans as transphobic. I'm not making this up. And I thought my lawyer friend was joking until he sent me this actual proposal. I have to find it. And see I can, I'll see if I can upload it into the box here or report the link. Because I'm not making this stuff up. And before people think, oh, my God, SKD is attacking people here on their gender, gender identity. Like, no, please. Oh, come on. I was walking down the street one day a couple weeks ago, and I bumped into one of my rock star students who was a male. And I heard rumors that he was transitioning. And I actually bumped into him on the street. He's like, I'm like, oh, my God, what is up? He had, he transitioned. This 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 was this is one of my rock star students. It it wasn't like oh my god what was going on here what happened. It's like all right. It, he he was so happy. He was glowing. He was so happy. And he was like you know he was really down. Remember when we first had him in our class. He was about I think twelve or thirteen. All the girls protected him because he just looked so cute. It was like Baby Yoda. He was like so cute to all the girls. They just all protected him, right? And then he just got older in class, and obviously because he's growing up. And he was just, he was a great student. He'll always be one of my great students. And I bumped into him. Like, we was downtown, had to get it. I'm like, this is my kid here. Let's get a picture together. I just saw all my students. I didn't really care. Because it's like, if he's happy, he's happy. But yet, if a person, if I walk to a, if a person, if I walk to a person, hey, you know, yeah, him over there. And the person goes crazy. Well, you know, I'm a woman. 
am I being genderphobic or something like that? Or is a person being genderphobic if I identify as this or it's it's I think it was a Hollywood actor some time ago. Uh not the lady was it the lady who played was it the lady on the Mandalorian, Gina Caraco, something like let me look up her name here. I want to make sure I get this correct. I'm not too sure Mandalorian. I'm not too sure who it was. So I, I could definitely be wrong. So don't don't get me don't you know don't don't throw don't throw the bolt at me or anything like that. I think it was a Gina Carano. I'm not sure if it was her. It may have been her. Let me find out for you, Gina Carano. Let me put this up here. Pronoun protest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is it. Here's an example. Okay, and I. I just don't care. I I honestly, honestly don't care. It's just fascinating how we're just really creating scenarios where there isn't really a scenario to criticize in terms of. Well, here we go, Gina Carano. Gina Carano. This is from uh the Independent dot dot uk. Uh, so I can put this up there as well as, as a link and talks about here. Uh, Gina Carano, star of Disney's Star Wars spinoff, The Mandalorian, has faced criticism from fans after making transphobic social media posts. She had faced calls to add her pronouns. Let me go back again. She had faced calls to add her pronouns to her Twitter biography, a common practice amongst transgender and cisgender social media users, avoid misgendering. However, in response to the demand, the actor added the words, bop, no, boop, bop, beep to her Twitter name in apparent ridicule of the convention. Now, defending her actions in a sub- subsequent tweet, Karana wrote, they're mad because I won't put pronouns in my bio to show my support for trans lives. After months of harassment in every way, I decided to put three very controversial words in my bio. Beep, bop, and boop. I'm not against trans lives at all. They need to find a less abusive re- representation, she added. So Karana, that was her, you know, that was her flow, whatever. So, so as she writes to continue here, she goes, yes, Pedro and I spoke, and he helped me understand why people were pro- putting them in their bios, she wrote. Uh, quote, I didn't know before, but I do know. I won't be putting them in my bio, but good for all y'all that, cho- that chose to. Okay. So she also defended the joke saying, Bebop has zero to do with mocking trans people and everything to do with exposing the bullying mentality of the mob that has taken over the voice of many genuine causes. Right, but check it. However, many Star Wars fans still took offense at Corano's actions, with some even calling her, calling for her removal from the series. Someone wrote here uh, to her, not being coy. What is the quote, the hashtag woke world mad at you about? I'm looking at your tweets. Are they mad you called two, you called two women in a UFC fight, ladies? Whatever. They're mad. Cause, and then she wrote back. They're mad because I won't put pronouns in my. I mean, she won't. She put. She won't put. Pro, it's come to this. If she says here, and I agree with this part, she says, she goes, I don't think people have to put pronouns that they do not want to, but to not mock people who do. You might not think it, is, it has a mocking tone, but it clearly does. Why are we stressing about who doesn't put a pronoun? Now, people are say, well, if that's the issue. Then why are you stressing about the fact that, um, you know, people, they want to put this whole, they want to they get rid of all these, 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 these identifications of mother or daughter or whatever. Listen carefully to what I'm saying. I'm not saying that if there is anything wrong if a person wants to uh, identify as whomever, gender, 
fine. What I'm saying is that when you want to make a motion on the face of saying that it's for social justice and inclusivity, whatever, you're not including the people who aren't for that. You're making decisions for them. And you're doing this in a Congress that's, Democrat, that's, that's majority Democrat. And I love to see this go before the floor, and I love to see the vote, right? And I want to see how many of the Democrats are, are down with this. I already know a lot of Republicans are saying so they're, not, they're not cool with this, not this, 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 this nonsensical resolution. Because what does it mean to be a tolerant society if we don't tolerate different points of view? If you want to say, you know, if you don't want to, if you, if you have, I mean, it, it, it baffles me. So how am I supposed to refer to my to my late father? How do you refer to my father? You know, my father, you know, my dad, doctor, you know, and and God. Do we take away him? I saw the opening Congress that a black of uh, uh, the pre I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was a priest or whatever. Open up with saying amen and a woman. Now we're coming after religion. Are we live in a time where strip clubs can stay open and churches stay closed? Right. I was at Ralph's a little while ago and I was talking to the guy. I'm like, you know, it makes no sense how you guys can be here. You know, you all can be. I said, guys, not going to be going to be harassed because I said that. All right. So it's whatever. So the thing is, I'm like, you all see all these people all day and I can't my my kids can't go. My kids can't go back to the classroom. My kids, my students who I teach can't go back to the classroom. And I have I see on average 30, about about 90 students a day, you know, 70, 90 students a day, whatever, in a closed classroom. So I don't really have the circulation that they have at Arouse, but they're there. People are working at Target, and yet people want to say schools are, are, have to remain. It's crazy. But let me come back to this. So the thing is, okay, so what, what's going to be next? Right? I mean, you're saying black, but a lot of us who are not from this United States don't see ourselves as black. We see ourselves as African. We may see ourselves as, you know, you know, Indian, whatever it may be, but because we have dark skin that we, we refer to as a color. How, well, how is that right? So you want to say people of color. What does that mean? We're changing these words, but you know what? Just because you redefine a word doesn't mean it's, it's reality. So the thing is, I'm really curious to see this go before the floor. I'm really curious to see who's going to vote on this, and I want to see the discussion after this comes out. But, you know, this started in the, in the, organ, in the department that was set up by the, the Democrats last year. And just say, oh, here we go. He's Democrat. No, no, no. Republican. No, 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 no. What I'm saying to you is that there's an agenda to appease a particular part of society who is a minority within a minority, and to say your rights are just as important as everybody else to the point that we're going to elevate your rights and suppress other people's rights to have their own thoughts, their own cultural beliefs, their own cultural norms, their own ideology, their own familiar terms, what have you, right? I talk to so my students like 95% Latino and Latina, what have you. And I, we talked one day, I put, out, I put out a survey. How many of y'all are down with the terms Latinx? And they're like, what are you talking about? And I said L-A-T-I-N-X. Most of them here know, you know what that word. They never heard that word. And then when I explained what it was, they were like, "You crazy!" And these are high school students. This isn't the folks that you want. You know, these are high school students. And they were like, "We have no idea." I said, "No, it's like Latino, Latino. We understand where it comes from. Again, this is their culture. This you know comes from a, cult, a word that identifies them." But I talked to my friend who's a, actually I talked to a friend who's a trans, um, transgender. We were talking a couple of weeks. It was actually a couple months ago. We were talking about something that came up. I believe uh, he is from Guatemala. And I asked him, "What's that? What's this Latinx thing?" He goes, "Oh, well, that's what we say in our in our in our in our I don't want to what she used that word. That's what we say in our group, you know, of trans people, where we just we want to um, make it gender neutral." I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because I'm hearing this applied to 
people that aren't that aren't transgender. And he said, "That's crazy. Why why would they want to do that?" And that's the issue when you stop shaming people into going against their own belief because they're fearful of getting ridiculed. You're you're actually creating more of a problem because at some point it's going to boil up, it's going to boil up, it's going to boil up, and it's going to come out. Now the interesting thing is that in two years you're going to see the everybody forgets that this whole race for Georgia is kind of irrelevant. Because in two years you have another race for the mid is the midterms in the House, right? The Democrats already lost like I think 10, 12 seats. There's a possibility that they can lose more seats. Now what's going to happen then? You have a Congress that this tends to happen over the last 15 years, where the person that takes the White House, where the opposite, the party that takes the White House, the opposite party takes the House and the Congress. I'm sorry, the Congress, you know what I'm saying, and the Senate for the most part. Now, people are talking about, oh, okay, well, the narrative is that, and people believe in this, I'm going to make another show about this, is that, well, you know, we're going to get the House, you know, Biden can do his agenda. Well, okay, that presupposes everybody votes alike. Not every Democrat votes the same, okay? And not every Republican votes the same, and definitely no independents. But that's another conversation. I want to come back to this. So the thing is, I, I don't get it, you know, I... I, I don't get it. If a person wants to be identified as how they want to be identified, then you're dead. okay, fine, no worries, whatever. If I bump into you know, if I bump into somebody and it's not just what my you know my female friends like, hey, you know how you been? Like you know, girl, you know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm not a girl anymore. You know, I'm like, oh, whatever. Okay, cool. I don't think my friends going to condemn me and say, oh my god, you're. True. You know, this actually happened, I believe, at a debate tournament some time ago. It escapes me which one it was. This this was this last year, where I got word that a, a an opponent misidentified. This term is kind of odd. Misidentified. Now we're debating virtually. Identified somebody um, as a girl, but the girl identifies as a as a man. And she, this person, this individual, led a protest. Was well, he had her? I believe her school pull out. Abel Cipher. It was literally a protest at a debate because she she said it was an example of gender violence. Because the person referred to her as a girl, and we're, we're debating virtually. All this person sees as a camera is a woman. Well, how's he supposed to refer to her, right? And he's like, and then it was on top of that that the judge enabled gender violence, and because their argument had to do with gender violence, because gender violence is when you call someone, uh, you call them by the gender that's that's opposite who they the, uh, what they identify as. That's an agenda. We're just taking all these terms and redefining it to fit a narrative of either your individual's perception or group's perception, and what's happening is that we're punishing people for having a different different line of thought. Because if I, I've been spending all my years male, female. Now so I'm being told that that's wrong because some a group of people over here say it, 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 it oppresses them. No, come on, man. You know, tolerance has to go both ways. I don't like tolerance. I'm not into this tolerance. You don't tolerate a hangnail. Or you don't tolerate a splinter in your in your in your in your your your, your um your skin, your finger under your your nail, right? What I like about policy debate, and this is an example, because people are like, oh my God, he's gonna go off the handle there. He doesn't, he doesn't like tolerance. No, what I think about debate is that policy debate that our kids do, which is one of the hardest out there. There's a lot of Congress, this congressional public forum, and what have you. But policy debate, you debate, for example, six rounds. Three rounds, you're for this particular plan. The other three rounds, you're against this other particular plan. You have to look from at you're forced to look at the argument from both sides of the argument. 
when we do our moot court with my law students, we do the exact same thing. Okay, you're going to be for the petitioner. You're going to be for the respondent. If you come, if you come into a tie, if you come to a, if you beat, if you come, the next person you're going at is you're the petitioner and they're the petitioner, and now a petitioner gets petitioner. The one that has the highest score can decide which position they want to be in. Do you want petitioner, petitioner, or respondent? But when you do policy debate, you have to look from the other side. You have to see the argument. We're not doing that anymore. We're saying that if you say this, you're wrong. If you say this, it's violence against me. If you say this, you're oppressing me. Instead of saying, okay, I know the person, this is how the person grew up. That's who they are. That's how they came up. That's their belief. That's the, how they see things. Okay, fine. I'm not going to condemn this person, whatever. Some people refer, do you know when I go to the hospital, it says on, it says on the form African-American? Do I sit, and I'm African, I'm not, you know, from the continent. I don't sit there and say, oh my God, I'm like, oh, they, 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 oh, they're oppressing me, or my God, they, they hate Africans, or they're African, you know, they're African phobia, or something like that. No, it's like, they hear how I talk, they probably look at my mannerism, and to them, they're thinking in their head, oh, this guy's from here. But, you know, I've met people from the continent, from my own country who think I'm from here. I'm not going to stress it out. But the way the article, this, this proposal is, you just want to take away father, mother, son, daughter. Who is that offend? Who is that offending? Like really, who is that offending? Wow, it's it's. We have to be very, you know, we have to be very careful. We're going down this slippery slope. It's like 1984 because eventually it's going to be pushback, and I see it happening already. It's going to be pushback. You know, you have to understand who controls the media. You know, the mainstream media is not showing this. Well, actually, the mainstream media is showing this in the angle of like, hey, look what's happening here. But we have people out there dying. ICUs are over, are over are, are our capacity. Screen actors and AFTRA and the producers Gail of America, all those people, they're saying shut down production because if you get sick, where are you going to go? People are losing everything. People, businesses are closed. 40%, 44% black businesses, black-owned businesses. Wait, am I still allowed to say that? Right? Black? 44%, I believe it was 44%, 44% black-owned businesses. 33% Latino-owned businesses. I believe Anglos was 23%. I believe Asians was 18%, whatever. I don't want, don't get into this disparities of the numbers. I'm just saying it is, it is. These businesses are out of business. Gone. They ain't coming back. Right? One of the issues that took place when it came to the, when the, the PPE loans was what? Where they had to, one thing to disqualify a lot of companies Whereas if the employers had no staff, in other words, the owner of their company was the employer. They automatically didn't qualify. And we all know a lot of these small businesses out there, especially in this tech digital age, is one person in the company. So they can't apply for a loan, a PPE, to get money because it's just them. You know, you have to have a staff that you're going to retain. If you retain the staff, you stay for a certain period of time, whatever. You know, we can, we can forgive the loan where it may be. I remember the exact terminology. But the people that profited, well, that's, you know, so as a result, who do you think profited? These uh, bigger businesses, these, these corporations, because they have employees. And we don't want to lay nobody off, but we want to keep these folks, so we need some money. So there was no trickle-down effect in reference to the money was going to go out to these businesses and trickle-down to the people who own these businesses and the people that work these businesses. It went to the, they went to the corporations. And it's not in terms of, well, you know, it's a scam. It, the language is written like that. And by the time they got to the second round of PPE loans, a lot of those businesses were gone. It was too late, right? We have that happening right now where people that you saw the lady who was out there and she did a movie and she was sitting there and she, her store was closed, can't eat outside. 
And right on the parking lot, you can go find the video on YouTube. The, this, I believe, two months ago, because the production company has their eating area outside and instead of just like her spot. What do you think her reaction was? And the, th- the one thing they found was more important was to, let's just, we can decriminalize marijuana and expunge certain records. But they found that they feel that getting rid of gender terms is more important than coming together to fight for people out there who are losing everything. Man. So people, that's it for today. Well, what are your thoughts? May I put a survey up in, um, in, in uh, so, you know, if those are on Facebook, I do have a page over there. Uh, today's news with SKD. I may do one for Twitter as well. We'll see. Uh, you know, Twitter is kind of changing. You know, it's more people, people have created echo chambers. I can understand anybody's point of view. If you're wrong, you're, you know, if I think you don't agree, we don't agree, whatever, whatever. But, you know, for me, it's like, it's like, it's, it's just, it's just, it's just crazy. It's just, it's just really crazy over there. And it's like, you know, we have, we have parlor now for folks who, uh, think a little different, whatever it may be, in terms of conservative thinking or what have you. I don't say think a little different in terms of like it's right or wrong, but you know, I'm not really into Twitter. I think, you know, there's really a platform now for something totally different. But, you know, remember there were all these social medias before Facebook and look what happened. So the thing is, I think, you know, I would like for someone out there to create it, you know, something like Twitter and just, you know, make it where it's not like they censor the news or like things like that. You know, as long as you're special, you can share your thoughts. So go do your business, stay safe out there. I know a lot of y'all can already go back to school to do you know, do your business. I really appreciate it. You know, you tuning in. I really hope you're doing well. Take care of your mental health. Had a great quantum celebration with my mom, you know, and my my siblings and their kids, my nieces and nephews. It was awesome seeing them, you know, the wives and everybody. So uh next show is gonna be really it's gonna be a real personal one. It's gonna be my it's gonna be entitled A Love Letter to Africa. And I gotta give and we'll definitely include my West Indians as well. Right. I have a big I have I finally have a big African audience. And a lot of the news I present is from here, you know, in the United States. And some live here, whatever. But I really like to, you know, spend more of my time doing some episodes of what's going on, on the continent. And the one thing I like to do is give a shout of love to the people on the continent. Because there a lot of great things going on that the media doesn't cover. A lot of great people are doing stuff out there that the media doesn't cover. And it's just um I just want to do that. I definitely want to include the West Indians, and you know, I want. I mean, you know, I'm gonna do some other, you know, some other people as well, my Latinos and my first name. But right now, it's gonna be a love letter to Africa. So, people of the world, stay safe out there. Do what you do. I love y'all. You have a lot to offer. Make sure you rule the world and just do what you do. All right, I'm gone. SKD live and direct. Take it easy.